Hello, my name is Adam Ehrlichman, the host of the Build Groups podcast, and our co-host is Matt Moore. We're both pastors and leaders in the local church who've served years in groups and discipleship ministry and love it more today than from when when we began, which is in large part why we've talked about for years starting this podcast. Our hope with the Build Groups podcast is intended to equip and encourage groups and discipleship leaders and pastors to not have all your questions answered, but to spark, start, and spur on thought trails you wouldn't otherwise go down to begin asking questions you maybe haven't thought of prior or can serve maybe as a reminder for the important priorities that have fallen off by the wayside in your ministry. We discuss all types of topics, from a group's ministry framework to structuring with processes and systems, ground-level frontline ministry practical group leader best practices, scripture-rich and theologically deep discussion that informs how we should or shouldn't do ministry. We also interview prominent groups and discipleship leaders and pastors from all around the country to provide unique and interesting perspectives that can speak into your ministry context and challenge you to ratchet up your ministry to the next level. Ultimately, you should listen to this podcast because we're a bunch of people addicted to stories of life transformation and will exercise every energy that God powerfully works through us to conquer sin, Satan, and death, advance the gospel, to witness life change like you've never seen before that all happens best together with one another when we build leaders, build groups, and then build disciples. This is the Build Groups Podcast. This is the Build Groups Podcast, where we equip and resource group leaders and pastors in the local church to make disciples with one another together. My name is Adam Ehrlichman, your host. Here we go. Welcome to the very first Build Groups Podcast. My name is Adam Ehrlichman, your host. I am so excited to get this started with me, my co-host, Matt Moore. How are you doing today? Doing great, Adam. Thanks for... uh... Man, getting this set up, we've been talking about this for, for a long time, really excited about years. it. Years. We've been talking about this for years, and we are finally here. We finally got it. We get, we worked out all the the audio and microphone bugs over months, you know, whatever time, like maybe it wasn't months, maybe I'm exaggerating just because I wanted to do this so bad with you, you yeah. know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Well, hey, here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to do some introductions. We're going to talk a little bit about why the Builder Groups podcast, why we're starting this what we hope to gain out of this outcomes, how this could serve you. And then we're going to talk about some of the topics that are to come uh, in, in episodes to come that we've got recording and we'll release. And then the last thing, just because I know Matt and I, we share this passion uh, is man stories of life transformation. We're going to share a story of life transformation that we have personally seen experienced at the end of this episode here. And so uh, just to get started, Matt, you want to share a little bit about why we wanted to start this podcast, and then we'll we'll do some introductions. You know, just a a quick tidbit, and then we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more at length later. But just as a man, here's a headline preview, kind of uh, what you can expect. Yeah, man, this has been birthed out of um, what five, four or five years of friendship that uh, you know Adam and I met. Um, uh, in Prosper, Texas, at a Chili's, and uh, ever since that day, man, we got together. We talked. 
we talked uh, small group ministry and uh, just an instant friendship was birthed. And uh, one of the things that I've always enjoyed about Adam is he's just got a passion for uh, um, for investing in people, loving people, loving the church, um, and creating discipleship pathways for people to, to grow. And so we both had that same passion. And uh, from that's birthed this podcast, our friendship, and uh, just excited about where this is headed. And, uh, you know, our hope is just to to really um, help facilitate um, conversations that uh, produce that produce practical biblical solutions to everyday challenges in the areas of group ministry and spiritual formation. Yes. Amen. Absolutely, man. That, that's that's what we're after. We, we want to uh, create a space where you guys can explore, have your thoughts provoked in some different ways that maybe you didn't about groups ministry, best practices, but just scripture, deep, rich theology that drives why we do what we do in groups. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But before we do, man, it'd be good for you guys, audience, tuning in, listening here for you just, man, to know who are these guys and what's their background. So Matt, can you just do a brief introduction to yourself of uh, you, you kind of your faith background, your ministry, your family, go ahead and tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, again, my name is Matt Moore. I am the um, director of groups and connections at Providence Church. So we're multiple hats. Um, I get the privilege of serving here. I've been on staff for six years. And it's been uh, it's been an absolute joy. Uh, a little bit of how I got into this uh, in my late twenties, um, I really felt this call to ministry, or maybe mid twenties, felt this call to ministry. And I remember going to my wife and saying, "Hey, I think God might be calling me into ministry." And uh, you know, she kind of looked at me kind of crazy and said, "No, he's not. Like, if he was calling you into ministry, <laughs> I would know." And so, you know, we had a fight, not a real fight, but, you know, just like a discussion. And uh, who won? You know, we, we came to the conclusion. Yeah, who won? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> In the moment, you know, uh, we, I just told, uh, I told my wife, I was just like, hey, you know, I, I won't pursue ministry. I'll try to be faithful uh, where God has me and um, uh, being excellent at what I do in, in, in the sales world, which I did for almost 20 years. And then, uh, man, about six and a half years ago, I get a phone call from our executive pastor and he says, Hey man, we've, we've got this, uh, uh, position available and we think you'd be great at it. And so, um, I got excited and said, great. Um, you know, we, I, I basically had told my wife, I'm not going to pursue ministry. I'm going to let it pursue me. Mm. And so then that phone call came. It pursued me. So the Lord pursued me and uh, my wife, uh, you know, was uh, she was taken aback a little bit. But, man, she's been fully supportive and, and loves what I get to do and sees the joy it brings to my life. And um, it's uh, it's been a blessing, man. Uh, I tell people I was writing my job description. Um, I have it. The perfect job description. I have what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. And not only that, like if I was picking any church in the country to do it at, I'm at that church. So um, that's how I got into the role I'm in. Um, I'm from, uh, going back just a little bit, I'm from a, a big family. I'm the third of 11 kids, um, nine boys and two how girls. How many twins or triplets um, in there? None or all all just? Yeah, there's no, there's no doubles, right? No doubles, no triples. <laughs> Um, you know, my mom went through 11 labors, so, um, she's amazing. And, um, you know, I love most of my siblings. 
Uh, no, they're all yeah. great. All my siblings. Are <laughs> There's a lot of love and to share uh, around there, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yes. bless your mother. Wow. Yeah. So I was speaking the other day at a workshop, and I made this statement that everything I learned about multiplication, I learned from my dad. <laughs> you know, and, and he's fantastic at it. So, um, man, it's been. Uh, it, my, my parents are amazing. My childhood was great. Um, grew up in a Christian home, and uh, about about my early twenties. Got married young, was really just challenged on, do I believe that what I believe is real and, or do I just believe it? Cause my dad does. And so, um, man, I was just really challenged of like, am, am I just a Christian? Cause I grew up in a Christian home or am I a Christian? Cause I believe this and had some just good men that God brought alongside me and also an amazing wife that uh, helped me walk through that. And, uh, here we are today. So what about you, Adam? Why don't you tell us about a little bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I'll just piggyback off your last statement there. I think any godly man you see out there, there is a, a recipe there of a few godly men that have influenced them and a very godly woman that you're usually married to that really enforces that if you're a, a married man. Right. And so, uh, yeah, there seems to be a commonality that I would, I would share in agreement with that from my personal experience. So, yeah. So for me, you know, my background, my name's Adam Ehrlichman. And uh, I am a senior consultant with Build Groups, uh, Build Groups podcast. And so I am originally from the Northeast, Pennsylvania. I always got to lead with that because I live in Texas. And so if I don't let people know up front, I'm a Yankee. They feel, you know, totally just bait and switched. And I say y'all. So again, it, it feels like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm contextualizing, but they can be like, oh, no, you know, you're just, you fooled us. <laughs> and And so we've, been in Texas now, I mean, somewhere between eight to nine years, maybe more than that. I, I can't remember, but yeah, you know, I didn't grow up in you know, going to church and things like that. My, my parents, I have incredible parents invested a ton into me. I am who I am today. I mean, primarily because of what they poured into me, what they invested into me in so many different ways. And, and so I'm, I'm very proud to say I'm the son of Edward and Catherine Ehrlichman. And it wasn't until I was 19 that I was saved. I ended up going to Liberty University. I was a hockey player. That was kind of my identity. And through an injury senior year, that totally derailed all that. It was the worst, best thing that ever happened to me. And I'm sitting in New Testament 101 with Elmer Towns, if anyone knows that name. And, you know, he's all right, gang, let's say the four gospels. And, you know, everyone, 300 students in this big, you know, hall of, uh, for the classroom. And, <laughs> everyone Matthew Mark Luke and John and I everyone says except me like I have no clue how anyone knows this on the first day of school like how how is were there notes was there reading were there videos I missed I was supposed to watch before I came (laughs) and yeah so that was like my beginning of my faith journey was complete biblical illiteracy and I received uh, the Lord, I received Jesus and I was saved at 19, very radical transformation. And I just have not been the same since. And, you know, so by God's grace, uh, you know, left there about 20s to got into business and uh, was, was making some good money doing that at 20, 21, 22, the Lord called me to ministry and uh, got involved in a local church. We lived in Lynchburg for about seven years, uh, did different ministries there. And uh, did young adult ministry. I've done youth ministry. That's what brought us down to Texas, sort of in the Dallas area, served in adult life groups ministry. 
And then my most recent journey or my most recent uh, place of church that I worked at uh, before we're doing what I'm doing now, uh, I was an executive pastor of discipleship. And so I've kind of sat in the seat of many different places in the church staff world. And uh, now I work primarily with build groups full time and uh, senior consultant. We've got other consultants and other people that we have doing things and just a a good thing going here with being able to help equip and resource local churches to make disciples, maybe in ways they otherwise wouldn't. And so that that's fun. It's a privilege. I love it. You know my heart. It's just uh, such a joy to get to do that. And my wife, Anna, we've got three boys, Judah, Titus, and Deacon, 10, 8, and 6 years of age. So that is my first and most important discipleship ministry that I get to do. And it is a blast. Uh, absolutely love it. And so... Uh, I think I learned the most from that to help me with everything else. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. that's a little about me and you. There is a volunteer crisis in the church today. What are you doing about it? Build Group's coaching and consulting helps churches build a custom, discover, develop, and deploy new volunteers and leaders process to increase your volunteer base by 30 to 50% in 6 to 12 months. We do this with churches over and over again, all shapes and sizes all across the country. To learn more about how we can change your ministry world, deepen your bench so that you never feel the pinch or pain of not having enough volunteers or leaders in your ministry again, go to buildgroups.net slash consult. And so, man, let's let's go back to that question we we sort of teased everyone with at the beginning of this, of you know why the Bill Groups podcast, you know what 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 are some things that you're hoping, Matt? And again, we've talked about this for years. What are some things that you hope we get to see as outcomes for other people, for other pastors, for other group pastors, discipleship pastors, uh, as we dive in and, and they tune into these episodes, they listen. What are some things you hope? Um, happen for people listening? Yeah, that's a great question. So the, um, uh, you know, in small, small group ministry at your local church, uh, one of the things I've found just over the years of being involved in groups, leading groups, and now overseeing groups is um, no matter what church I was at, I've been at multiple churches because I moved a lot in my sales career from um, state to state, but um, is that every small group ministry has has like they all have the same problems there's like nothing new under the sun there's not like you're not going to hear of um we're not gonna be blown away if we get you know a conversation with somebody and they go you know i'm really having difficulty figuring out child care for our group <laughs> like, like you're not alone nope <laughs> um you know in my church i have groups that have child care figured out and others that don't right like i mean no matter that that's just an issue small group ministries deal with like multiplication of leaders like how are we multiplying leaders? What does that look like? And we've got to be intentional. We can't find enough. Or how do we onboard? Like all, all these things are every church in the country is, is trying to work through it. And so well, one of the things, you know, Adam, we have some experience that we'll, we'll lean on and hope to hopefully share. And, and uh, you know, I, I just want to pass that forward. But at the same time, uh, God's blessed us with a lot of relationships with people um, in ministry that are, are doing things similar to what we've done and are doing that, and we want to bring in and 
um, you know, I heard the phrase once, uh, dumb tax, right? <laughs> like mistakes people make. And it's like just the tax of, 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 of doing whatever it is you do. Uh, we're going to benefit from people that have made mistakes that are going to come in and say, oh, you did that. Well, let me tell you what I, what I did. And then that's going to help us hopefully just grow in, in our role. You and I, I think you and I are going to grow a lot from this. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are listening to us, they grow from just, oh, this is going to help me be more intentional in what I'm doing and how I'm leading people and uh, doing so from a, a biblically grounded position, not just a position of, you know, pragmatism of just like, oh, this, this is going to work. But, you know, using wisdom, discernment, um, which, which some people might call pragmatism in some ways, right? If it's, but, but what we're saying, when we say, you know, I like to call it biblical pragmatism. There you go. <laughs> right. We're, we're rooted in biblical principles and we're, and we're doing this because it's the best way intentionally to like invest in people. And so uh, we want to learn from others that have uh, put different pipelines in place, done different things to help um, lead their, their ministry. So um, hope that answers your question, but what, what, what are your thoughts, Adam? What are you hoping to get out of this? Yeah, no, that that's right down the trail that I'm I'm going to, and then I'll probably add uh, something as well that's kind of been on my heart and mind uh, as far as you know. Well, hey, what this podcast for you who are tuning in, you're listening to this, like what what can you expect to get out of this, and what's the purpose of this, and how can it help you? And you know, there are other small group podcasts out there, and there are other podcasts about discipleship or leadership, and so you know, my hope. Obviously, we have certain experiences that we've drawn from. We, you've you've seen great ministry success in your church. Uh, I've experienced some similar things, right, at multiple different churches. And so there's, I think, definite wisdom that the Lord's granted us and experiences that we can share. But it's not going to be sufficient for anyone who tunes in to give them a, a completely holistic, you know, just... Oh, this is what I need for my ministry. Like, you know, and, and we're just going to, the Lord's going to rain down blessing and souls will be saved and sanctified and they will go serve. Right. And so, uh, you know, that I just don't think that's going to happen. And one of the, you know, intentions that we have with this podcast, and we already have many scheduled, is having other small group or group leader type of individuals onto this podcast from different backgrounds who've been in the game for decades, or maybe they're just a, you know, and I hate to say just, but they are a group leader. They're on the front lines and they get to see and experience things that maybe the pastor doesn't. And so we get a different perspective there and you get to hear it from the bottom of that sort of leader rung rack uh, hierarchy. And, you know, we just get to bring in a lot of different voices and a lot of perspectives of things that maybe you have not heard of or thought of. And one thing I can promise you is this, and Matt, I know you agree with me on it. We are not going to answer all your questions, <laughs> right? We, we are not going to answer all your questions. We don't plan to answer all your questions, but what we do promise is, is to provoke you into considering and thinking about things maybe that you haven't and are not on your radar right now that really should have been months ago, years ago, or maybe should be on your radar for the next couple months coming up. And so that that is a promise that we do make to you as you guys tune in and listen to this is we're, we're going to spur and spark new thought trails for you to go down and consider and to seek out and find new answers in your ministry area to contextualize it to your ministry, specifically to bless and lead, equip and make disciples in your context. And, and so, you know, those are some of the things you guys can expect uh, with this as we get some of this going. Now, Matt, 
what are some of the topics? You, I mean, we, we've made a long list, right? We, we've we've uh, hit everything. There's no way to exhaust all the different topics that we could discuss as far as groups ministry goes from a practical level, the front lines, to structure, to philosophy, to a theology. How do you train small group leaders and teachers? Group Leader Training, a biblical manual for small group leaders and teachers in the local church, is a holistic five-session training based on Acts 2, 42-47 that trains group leaders to deepen community, encourage growth, mobilize group members to service and sharing of their faith with unbelievers. Course videos, belief assessments, and more resources are provided online with special access through the workbook. 50% off bulk orders is available exclusively on our website. To learn more, go to buildgroups.net slash coming soon. And so, Matt, what are some of the topics that people can expect to hear as this podcast continues to release episodes and we move forward and, you know, the weeks to come, the months to come? What are some topics they can expect? Yeah, I think one thing um, on the topics, um, a lot of it's to help provoke those questions you're talking about. And so, um, you know, for example, if we're talking about how to help your groups be more missional, like we might we might give some ideas on how to help your groups ministries be more missional. But you might go, man, our strategy for missions is different than through our groups. That's great. But that doesn't mean that's not a good question to ask yourself. It also doesn't mean that there aren't things you can learn when, when, when hearing stuff on there go, oh, I'm not going to implement 90% of what was just communicated. But, you know, there was one nugget that I was able to bring in that was helpful. Um, you know, my, my executive pastor, he's so good at asking like these right questions to us. And it's something I'm trying to grow in. But um, I'm over the connections ministry, too. And this is a couple years ago. I've been in the role a while. And he looks at me and goes, hey, Matt, have we talked to our greeters about smiling and saying hello in the morning when people show up on Sunday. Like, is that part of our training? And I'm like, well, they're greeters. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, we, we have, I think, you know, like, um, but even just that question, what else like, would they do? Right. No, <laughs> that's their role. Like what else? They do? But even that question was like, Oh yeah. Like even some of these small basic things, I've got to ask the question and then I've got to go and go to the people on the front lines and, you know, and, and encourage them. And so, uh, you know, uh, you know, how, how your group can be more missional is, is one I'm sure we'll be, we'll be touching on, we'll be touching about like multiplication. How do you multiply your groups? What's your strategy for that? And there's tons of strategies for that. Um, how to develop care plans within your group to care for people, ask how to ask probing questions and, in, in, um, in your group discussion, uh, there's, there's, there's all different um, types of things of just, man, just around groups ministry, uh, how to protect kids. Like, what, what are you doing to protect the kids in the homes of these small groups? You know, it's it's one of the areas I look at in the church that's probably most vulnerable to that. And some people are listening to this going, yeah, that's why we don't do them. Well, mm-hmm. we, we, don't, we don't operate in fear either. Right. Uh, and there's things, there's methods we can put in place to help care for, for children and and, and protect them. Um, you know, nothing's foolproof. We live in a sinful world, but, um, you know, like the, the guy I work with here in our children's ministry, uh, he's been part of ECAP, which is, um, uh, part putting together 
uh, standards for churches to use to protect against child abuse. So there, there's all sorts of categories we could, we're going to touch on that, uh, again, you might hear and go, oh, we've got that figured out. Well, that doesn't mean there aren't going to be some nuggets that you can't glean from there or even just questions. You go, oh, we can answer this better. So, yeah. um, I'm, and, and I just gave you a few, Adam's <laughs> like, Matt, you missed 15 of them. You know, like, um, I'd love to hear a few, a few from you that I, that I didn't touch on to be able to share as well. But, uh, those are just a few that just came to my head that, uh, I think are just helpful that we'll, we'll be touching on at some point. Yeah. And those are going to be fun. There's gonna be a lot of fun to discuss those. And I was very disciplined in preparing to, you know, kind of, I knew we would talk about this. And so I wrote them down to limit myself because I know I would just go on for 15 to 20. So you were a lot, very disciplined. Like I, I came with a plan to not, you know, just waste all of our time and list out 20 different topics. <laughs> so, what? I played basketball growing up and I learned how to pass. And so instead of being the one to give all of my, I'll just pass the ball to Adam and I'll let him you know, give it, give it. Well, pass received. So let's see what I do with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, some of the topics that I'm excited to talk about that we have on, on the docket are uh, how to resolve conflict biblically, um, cultivating meaningful relationships, not just showing up to group and being a part of a group, say we joined a group, but actually having the relationships cultivate and develop into manifesting Man, like we love one of this is true biblical community, not just acquaintances we show up and meet with every so often, twice a month or weekly, but that's meaningful. Uh, groups that last. I want to talk about, I, th I think that's going to be a really good one. You know, how, how do groups last for longevity? And maybe your church isn't designed to do that. And, and that's a strategy. There's some different things there. We could talk about that too. Multiplying groups gladly. <laughs> that that that's a hot topic one because it's it's almost seems to be anyone I talk to. I love the gladly part. Yeah, the gladly part's perfect. Right. Yeah. 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 Multiplying groups ungladly. Right. No. It's it's that's usually what it is. And so, how do we do this gladly and excited with gospel centeredness to you know multiply and, and people being led to be on board to do some of those. Uh, things and, and, and making sacrifices to see the mission advance. So those are some of the topics that I'm, I'm looking forward to and discussing, but, he, but here's what I want to say. So I want to say this uh, and, and we'll do go to our last question. You know, as you're listening, you're hearing all these different topics and, and Matt and I have listed out these different topics and it can feel a little bit overwhelming to go, Oh wow, I mean, I haven't thought about that. I don't have anything in place for that. I haven't trained my leader in this. I haven't done this. And here's what I want to encourage you guys with who are listening is as long as we have the word of God, the spirit of God, and one another, there's very few things that we can't do, right? There, there's very few things. And so the, the hope of this podcast is to encourage you and equip you and direct you and provoke you into some different thoughts to, to you know, continue advancing and making things better in the mission and your ministry, but it is not to condemn you. So do not hear that we are condemning or that you are self-condemning through all the different things that we're laying out there. This just overwhelming because you're not doing like we will never get this perfect. And so what I'm going to encourage you, I know Matt is too, because we talk about this all the time. We tell this to each other all the time is you're going to have to lean into the gospel at uh, the, the, the times where you go, yeah, we're just not doing that. And, and so just know that God's grace yeah. is sufficient in your weakness and 
Like he, he, he is faithful. So I hope that's an encouragement to you as we continue forward and, and you sharpen that ax for ministry. You sharpen that and it just know, man, God's got this. Where do you find new volunteers and leaders? Build Groups offers a one-time, two-hour discover exercise virtually or in person with your church staff and team and help you build a long list of potential new volunteers and leaders you can invite and onboard into a training process to deploy them into the specific ministry area that they are called to. We've helped churches build a list of nearly 400 names. If you would like to do the same and not feel the pinch and pains of volunteer holes every week, go to buildgroups.net slash CI. Select Discover Exercise, submit the form, and we'll fill your ministry bench. So uh, in in conclusion here, let, let's wrap up with this, Matt. What is one of your favorite stories of life transformation that you've gotten to see or personally experience? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, we... we uh, earlier, we, we talked about, man, what, what do we want to share about this? And a bunch of stories come to mind, but um, one that, that just stands out because it's recent and um, it, it, it's, I'm going to give you a story I'm rejoicing in. I don't want to necessarily say it's my favorite because it's hard to label favorite, but um, sure. we, we hey, started a, allowed to have a favorites. New, uh, We're allowed to have favorites. We just can't tell anybody. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. My dad used to say he didn't have favorite kids. He hated them all the same. That's what he used to say. So, um, y'all stuck it right out of my bank account. Tra- Every single one of y'all, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, my favorite life transfer, or one of my favorite life transformations, this is last year, is we, we launched a new program uh, around the spiritual disciplines of Bible reading, mm. how, to, how to apply the text to your life, journaling, and prayer, like getting that discipline in place. And so, uh, you know, really foundational, really simple, something that uh, I think anybody listening to this is going to go, man, every Christian should know how to do that. Um, and yet our strategy in many churches is, well, what do you do for that? Oh, we hand them a Bible and a year plan, right? And so we put together a plan was just a little more intentional and uh, focused on that, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some point on one of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had, we had, uh, I can think of two or three people that walked through that. And in the beginning they were like, man, I, when I read my Bible, I never get anything out of it. Like, it's just like, man, I checked it off a box, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what's going on. Like, how am I supposed to read this? What am I supposed to get out of it? And so we, um, we had these like discipleship groups that met and were intentional about getting the word of God and then discussing what you're learning. And two or three people, if I come up to me and say, man, this is transformed the discipline for me of just opening my Bible and reading it. And I'm getting something out of the word of God now, every time I open it up. Mm. And in some ways you're like, man, that's, yeah, that's great. But like, we, we want to celebrate that, like absolutely celebrate that. And I know this isn't like this massive, like went from darkness to light, you know, like transformation or, you know, here's an abusive dad that now is like, you know, there's those stories too, but this is like, man, I want to take time to celebrate these moments where people take these steps of obedience. They grow as a disciple and go, man, praise the Lord for that. Cause that's why we do this. We do this to help equip the saints for the work of ministry so that they would 
uh, grow into mature manhood, not tossed to and fro by everyone to doctrine. Like we want to see people maturing. And so seeing this take place in the life of the church was just, it, it was just a beautiful thing because it accomplished what we set out to do specifically in these two or three people's lives. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, when you put, and I know you guys put a lot of work into that project because I've seen it and you've given me copies of the resources you wrote and published and made in that. And I just, it's phenomenal. And I am, we will talk about that in an episode. I'm excited to discuss that and how that can help uh, enhance your group's yeah. ministry discipleship processes there. I mean, it's so good. And, you know, for me, like, man, there's right. Like you said, there's so many different things that I could share. So many different stories of life transformation that I've seen. And, and I, I tell people this all the time that I feel like in, you know, I mean, maybe a decade now of, of ministry or whatever that is, it's, uh, I feel like I've gotten to see more life transformation happen in people's lives than, than most people get to see in their entirety of their ministry career. And I just feel so blessed by that. Now that might just be me feeling overly grateful. And it's just like, no other people have, you know, I, I don't know. So, uh, but that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I'm just so grateful. The Lord's grace me to be able to see and witness some of those things. And one in particular that sticks out to me is there was a young family and the father was just detached from involvement in the local church was, uh, very busy with just different things and ventures and, and, and had going on. And, you know, it was kind of the guy that's sitting in the back, uh, second service watching, you know, the football game on his phone and not really leading his family, not investing his family, not being a spiritual leader to his children. And the Lord just had set that guy on my heart. And so for two years, I just chipped away at continually inviting them to join a group. And, and, and then finally, after two years of me inviting him and then not, you know, in a condemning way, not in a way that made him feel, you know, guilty. It was just, man, we'd love to have you, man. You should come join us. And Hey, have you thought about joining that group? Have you thought about this? And finally did after two years, they did. And it was a few months mm -hmm. into being a part of that group that he began leading family devotions with his kids and his wife in the evenings. And it's like, man, the, that it's those stories that dr gets me up in the morning, gets me excited, just drives me to do the things that we do, right, Matt? I mean, that th just keeps us persevering, moving forward through the different hard things that do happen. And, and so, yeah, that's all we got time for today, man. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, you too. You too, Matt. So guys, gals, thanks for tuning in. So excited that you guys are jumping in here. We've got more episodes coming and cannot wait to share more with you here on the Build Groups podcast. This is your host, Adam, signing off. And Matt, thanks you guys, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you again soon. Bye. See you later.